To understand that God is faithful is a powerful thing. It is one of the reasons we should give him praise. It is one of the things to be thankful for, and there is much to be thankful for. Yeah, okay, here we go. It's Thanksgiving week, so he's going to preach about Thanksgiving. You're right. Half right. But this week, a phrase just jumped out at me. We're going to develop it all next year. So get ready. The phrase is, it's time. This morning, what we're looking at is it's time to praise and give thanksgiving. But all next year, we're going to be looking at aspects of that, that it's time. So be praying about that, what God's going to show you, how he's going to use that, because it really is time to take next steps. It's time to quit making excuses because of COVID. It's time to take those next steps in our own spiritual walk. It's time to take those next steps when it comes to serving, giving, witnessing. It's time to take those next steps in reaching out in our prayer life, looking in his word, mentoring and discipling and all kinds of other stuff. But this morning, what we're looking at from Psalm 100, a familiar psalm for many, Psalm 100, and if you're using the Bibles under the chairs, it's page 593, I believe. And by the way, anytime, if you don't have a Bible, at all, just take the one that's under the seat home with you. We'll get more. There can't be anything better for us to spend our money on than the Word. Because the Word is alive and living and changes lives. And this morning we're looking at this passage in Psalm 100. It is one that always gets used whenever we try to talk about praise. And often when we're looking at thanksgiving and That's not why we're looking at it. We're not looking at it because it's always used. We're looking at it because it is sometimes so familiar we don't look at what it says. You ever had that happen where either in your own reading or someone mentions a scripture and you go, oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yada, yada, yada. But then something jumps out. One reason I love just being in the word in personal reading outside of study I read through the Bible every year, and it is just amazing to me, even though I do it all the time, that it's like, I don't remember, that. I think somebody slipped another Bible. I don't, that wasn't there, but it was, but now I needed it. I might not have needed it then. I'm in a different circumstance now, so it means something different to me now. But it's time for us to give praise and thanks. In fact, it's time for us to live praise and live thanks. It's too easy just to give it. It's a lifestyle to live it. To live a life of praise. To live a life of thanksgiving is a powerful thing. Take a look at this. These five verses in Psalm 100, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. 
It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Time out. In case you're not aware, that includes you. See, when it says all the earth, that includes Illinois. We haven't been voted off yet. It includes Whiteside County and Sterling. And those of you that are visiting from elsewhere, it includes wherever you live too. Those of you that are tuning in online, it includes where you live. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. His faithfulness. You just sang about that. You know what's so awesome about that? realization about God's faithfulness and why he's worthy of our praise and thanksgiving is that he was faithful before you and I were even around. And that's a long time for some of us. And he's going to be faithful long after we're gone. See, it's a faithfulness that endures. And for that, he's worthy of our praise to give Thanks. One of the things last Sunday in participating and watching and just enjoying that auction for our youth, the investment, knowing how it can change lives. Our own youth director felt his call to ministry when he attended NYC as a teenager. That's why you're giving, why you're praying for that and give thanks for that. I'm even giving thanks for the fact that as soon as this service is over, I get a pie in the face as a result of that auction. The one thing I'm not giving thanks for is the fact that the thing that brought the highest bid last Sunday was a pie in my face. <laughs> the auctioneer told me that next year we won't sell any pies or cakes, just sell opportunities to throw a pie in my face. I said, hey, if it gets more kids there, I'm all for it. So what does this mean? That it's time to give praise and thanks. Well, it breaks down in two parts. The first is the reasons to praise and thank the Lord. And the second is the instructions for how to do it. So let's look at the reasons. We shouldn't need to be reminded, but I'm going to anyway. Why we should give praise and thanks to the Lord. He is God. And that alone is it. He's God and he made us. Verse 3. When you take a look at this. Know that the Lord he is God. It is he who made us. I mean doesn't he deserve praise just for the fact that he created you? You might not get praise that he created me, but you ought to at least get praise that he created you. 
He's the creator. He made us. He's worthy of our praise. He's God and he made us. He also, he's God and we are his. Look at that in verse 3. Know the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We didn't do this on our own, as some translations say. He made us. And because of that, we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, being the sheep of his pasture sometimes is a, not the best image given the traits and characteristics of sheep. But the one thing sheep know how to do is follow. So if we are sheep in his pasture, then one thing we should never struggle with is following him. Interesting. The sheep of his pasture were his people. That is worthy of praise to realize that he calls us his children his sons his daughters that if we're following him we have the privilege to call him dad abba father that's a term of intimacy that's not a formal father that is a daddy whose lap we can crawl up on, whose arms are open, and who envelops us with his love, grace, mercy, salvation, and forgiveness. That's worthy of praise. To give him praise. He's God. He made us. He's God. We are his He's God and he is good. Verse 5, for the Lord is good. That's the minimum that we can say about him. The Lord is good. Not everything that happens to us is good. We need to recognize that. Some stuff just stinks. And it's okay to say this stinks. But God's still good even in the stinking circumstances. Silas and Paul, the book of Acts, were jailed for preaching Jesus and they were put in the innermost cell, put in stocks and chains, and they started singing praises at midnight. In fact, their worship was so awesome that it shook the earth. When was the last time you were just shook with your own worship? I suspect, though I can't prove it, that at least one or the other, and I suspect it was Paul, either one or the other between Silas and Paul were horrendous singers. Just my guess. And yet, they kept giving praise. It is not a skill, as far as voice is concerned, it is a skill from just opening our hearts to him, to give him praise. 
in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. He's worthy of praise and thanks. He made us. We're his. He is good. And he's good not some of the time, but all the time. Also, he's God and his love endures. Verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. His love endures. It has endured. It is enduring. And it will endure. Because the rest of that verse says his faithfulness to all generations. Those before us and those that are coming after us. He is good. His love endures. Because love is a choice, not a feeling. Contrary to what the movies and music try to tell us sometimes. He is God. And his faithfulness endures forever and to all generations. Satan tries to convince you, and some of you have been convinced of this recently, that his faithfulness is there, just not for you. Let me point you to two things in this passage. The first is what I started with. That it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. So that's including all of us in this psalm that is given, the commands that are given, and then also that his faithfulness endures to all generations. It bookends this psalm, verse 1, verse 5. And all generations means, I looked it up, all generations. I mean, the original Hebrew is translated all generations. Do you know what that word all means? All. All. That includes you. So whenever Satan tries to convince you that it's there for everyone but you, just go back to Psalm 100. You're part of the earth and you're part of a generation, so this includes you. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. To be reminded of that. We could go on with a whole bunch more reasons why to give him praise, but the reason is not the issue. The issue is, how do we do it? Did you, did you ever know there was a checklist on how to give praise and thanks? It's right here in this psalm. Look at this. The instructions for giving praise and thanksgiving start with making joyful noises. Right there, verse 1. Make a joyful noise. It doesn't say on pitch. It doesn't even say a pleasant noise. It doesn't say a noise that others want to hear. And yet I love hearing any of it. You go, that's silly. Let me ask you, have you ever listened to a baby that cannot yet speak words? Just kind of jabber? Smiling? And you can tell that they are happy and joyful. And then you start smiling. And you start laughing. And then they have this magical ability to make you start saying, <laughs> It's a joyful noise. It's not even a word. 
That's how we're to praise God. With that same all-in joy. A joyful noise. Sometimes it's a shout. Sometimes it's a whisper. Sometimes it's a tear. Sometimes it's even a groan. But it recognizes who he is. Make a joyful noise. I noticed when we clap, some of you don't do it well. I mean, let's admit it. Some of us are clapping impaired. It's okay. It's a noise, and if it's made with joy, it's awesome. Don't ever sit back and not sing. Don't ever sit back and not clap. Don't ever sit back and not say amen just because you're worried about what everyone else is going to think because the Scripture has commanded you to make a joyful noise. The only time you're not supposed to do it is if you can't do it with joy. And do you realize you can be sad and still joyful? Sad about circumstance, but joyful that he's with you in the circumstance? Make a joyful noise. Even when you're alone. Giving praise to God in your own private times of worship. Let me tell you, if you want to make our worship services better, make sure you're doing some of this on your own. Because the better my private worship is with the Lord, the better you worship. Because my spirit is different. That's the preparation, making a joyful noise. Also, it says that in doing this, the instructions are to serve And to do it with gladness. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Service is not self-serving. To serve is to give to whoever you're serving. In this case, to the Lord. And he commands us, leads us by example to serve others as well. And we are to do it with gladness. I get to do this. Early, early on. After I lost the argument with God about becoming a pastor. I actually won the argument because I obeyed, but I didn't want to do it. But when I surrendered to it, one of the things I vowed was that as soon as I started to do it, without being glad to do it, It was time for my resignation to hit the desk. Because he's worthy. And we have all been called to serve and to do it with gladness. Whether you're shoveling the walk, greeting somebody at the door, changing a diaper in the nursery, or whatever it might be. One of the neatest days of worship we had was about a month ago when we had an all-church work day. The worship in here on the property was awesome. Some of you were here going, I don't remember any worship. Oh, yes, because you were serving. And what I loved is I wasn't hearing any complaints. Well, now, if you were complaining about, ouch, that hurts, 
you know, getting up and down from some stuff. But they were doing it with gladness. To serve and to serve with gladness gives praise to God. We need to hear that as a command. To serve and to serve with gladness. Not duty, not negativity. But thank you, Lord, that I get to do this. Also, we're instructed to sing in his presence. Verse 2, come into his presence with singing. And let me help you with this. Do you realize where his presence is? Everywhere. Go back to that all the earth thing. And if you're a follower of Christ, he's in you, which means he's wherever you are. So wherever you are, it's okay to sing. Now, I realize that, you know, there might be certain times, like if you're at a movie theater or you're at work, certain circumstances that might not be good to do it out loud, but you can still be singing in your heart. People are attracted to that, to sing in his presence. And remember, go back to verse 1. It is not contingent upon ability, but on gratitude and love. Some of the kids are going to sing and some are going to play bells and do some stuff near Christmas. And one of the things I love when kids get up front, most of them, now there are a few that kind of hide back, but most of them, when they do it, they do it with great vigor. Because <laughs> they want to be heard. Now, you don't have to sing loud for God to hear you. But sometimes you need to do it so you hear you. So that you are reminded that you are in his presence. But soft or loud is not the issue. It's a matter of singing in his presence, having a song in our hearts. But look at this next part. Verse 4. We are to come to him with thanksgiving. Enter his gates. That's into his presence, into his space, which we've already said is everywhere. Do this with thanksgiving giving. This building is not magical. It has been surrendered and dedicated for, to the Lord and for service to the Lord. However, we need to recognize that the issue of this is to understand that when we are with him, we come to him with thanksgiving, to be thankful that we get to do this. And that is worthy of praise. Wherever you are, we come with thanksgiving. And then it says, come to him with praise. Praise, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but it's hard to be negative if you're actually giving praise. To give praise to God I'm not sure you're capable of doing it negatively. And if you are, don't. We're to come to him with praise and in praise. Verse 4 says, 
And then it says, give thanks and be thankful. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Give thanks and be thankful. I believe those are two distinct things. There's the act of giving thanks, and then there's the attitude of being thankful. The act of giving thanks is what you do, whether it's in song or service or giving or whatever you end up doing in thanks to the Lord. But being thankful is to be thankful in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. Daniel gave thanks in the lion's den. The three Hebrew children gave thanks in the fiery furnace. Joseph, though he didn't understand it, gave thanks in the prison. Paul and Silas were giving thanks while they were chained up. How much more should we be giving thanks and being thankful for who he is and what he's done? And then this last thing in verse 4 says to bless his name. Now, I don't know if any of you grew up in the South, but if you spend any time in the South, you understand somebody saying, well, bless you. Now, sometimes that's a positive and sometimes it means, well, you're not real bright, are you? When pastors in the South hear people say, well, bless him, Lord, what they mean is he's lost. Help him out, Lord. But this is a different kind of blessing. It says to bless his name, treating his name with respect, not taking it in vain. Bless his name, sharing his name with others. Being grateful for him, so we are grateful for his name. We get to carry his name. That's incredible, because he calls us his children. We're his people. Remember that? That is worthy of praise. Just curious. I'd invite you to maybe write down today or this week some other reasons to give praise and thanks. What drives you to do that? What are the reasons you have for giving praise and thanks? And then I would really ask you to help, ask the Lord to help you figure out if you've been following the instructions for giving praise and giving thanks. Check your own heart and your lifestyle and see whether or not you've been making joyful noises. If you're serving and doing it with gladness. If you're singing in his presence. If you come with thanksgiving. If you come with praise. If you give thanks. If you're thankful. And if you are blessing his name. It's time. To give praise. And thanks. It's time to be filled with praise and be thankful in all things. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the joy we have in knowing that you love us. For the joy we have in knowing that you have provided everything we need. Oh Lord, 
check our spirits to see if we are remembering the reasons to give praise and thanks. And Lord, help us to be honest as we look at whether or not we're following those instructions. Lord, help us to be in your presence, thankfully giving praise. Help us to be in your presence, being joyful in whatever noise we're making. Lord, help us in your presence to serve and to do it gladly. May we bless your name with all thankfulness and full of praise. Lord, I thank you for who you are and what you've done, for the reasons we have to give you praise. And so on this day, in this moment, I give you praise. Amen.